This is the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Smith. Uh, with me today, we have a special guest. She is an actress, assistant director, and just about everything in between. She jumped into the film and entertainment industries about two years ago, and since then has worked on projects ranging from no-budget backyard indie films to Amazon and Netflix productions. She started Peen, Pennsylvania Entertainment Industry Network, right around the time she first came onto the scene, and she's always looking for new projects, connections, and ways to make independent entertainment more available to the general public. She's a huge advocate for equality and diversity, and her biggest goal for the time being is to see more inclusive, accessible, a more inclusive and accessible Pittsburgh. Now, here's where we get interesting, because as a practitioner of witchcraft, and as someone with multiple mental illnesses, she fights to end prejudice in all its forms and promote tolerance and understanding. And I was also just informed this is her very first podcast appearance. Uh, please welcome Marita Sarver. Happy to be here. How are you doing today, Marita? Oh, you know, living the dream. Okay, living the dream. <laughs> I take it you had some construction on the way in? I did, yeah. I live an hour and a half from here, so I usually hit construction, but um, apparently they're working on every bridge within like 50 miles of Pittsburgh right Every now, bridge. So. You know, you got to hit them all at once. It's a, <laughs> you know. it's a group effort. Well, of course, right? Um, so, you are an actress and in the general entertainment industry. Can you tell me a little more about that? What made you want to become an actress? Well... Um, so I've always been interested in acting, uh, from, you know, the time I was a kid onward. Uh, when I was in high school, I actually thought that I might want to go to college for acting. And my grandpa put his foot down and he swore, you know, you're going to college, you're going to be a lawyer, the way you like to argue. That's what he always okay. said. <laughs> well, I ended up going to college, um, for psychology instead. Um, but you know. I've dropped out of college like three times now, so I showed him. Right? Okay, you got him. That's how you. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get grandpa. Drop um, out of college. <laughs> but so I saw um, a Facebook ad of all things in like a yard sale group. Somebody was looking for an actress for their short film, and this was like, I don't know, like ten years after I left college and stuff. So okay. it, it had been a while, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna give it a shot. I, I miss it. Why not? So what was the name of that project? Um, it actually never got finished um, or, like, filmed. I don't, funding fell through. Like, like so many <laughs> yeah. uh, independent art projects. Yeah. So, um, but it was too late by then. I was already hooked. So I was, like, joining the groups and, and all that stuff by okay. then. So it just kind of snowballed. And that was about two years ago? Yeah. yeah. And you've done quite a bit in two years, <laughs> it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's pretty overwhelming to me when I look back and think about it. Um, so I went to my first mixer probably a month after. Now let's let's circle back a little bit. When you sure, say yeah. mixer, um, can you define that a little more oh, for yeah, people yeah. that don't know? So um, it was a specifically a theater mixer, and um, it's just like a networking event where people get together and. Um, they exchange contact information. They just kind of see if there's a vibe there, if they connect with each other. Okay. They talk about their projects and what they're looking for, and they, they kind of just hook up for later. Okay. Um, so I went to this one, and um, 
I, I met somebody there and we were talking about how um, they're always so inconvenient and nobody can ever make it to all of them and they're like depending on the time of the day and where they're held and all that stuff um, you know it's really hard to, to make it to them so I thought, you know, well, what if there was like a permanent kind of online mixer where you just, you know, made a group, you joined, if you wanted to say hello, you did. And that led into the birth of your baby. <laughs> it did. And what is that called? That is how Pittsburgh Entertainment Industry Networking was born. And explain that a little bit more in detail for people, please. So um, the idea behind it basically was that um, the independent industry in Pittsburgh uh, the, specifically the entertainment industry. And that falls under the umbrella of not just actors and singers, but also comedians yes. and other uh, performance artists of all type? Yeah. Okay. So independent entertainment is basically anybody who performs in Pittsburgh who doesn't have, like, a company, um, you know, shoving them out, telling them, like, show up here, do this, do that. We don't have representation. <laughs> um, just so everybody knows, I'm a member as well. Um, That's right. So let's just keep going with that. <laughs> but I want people to know that I, I'm informed of what's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so basically I wanted not just actors. Um, I think that there's a huge overlap in um, all the entertainment industries. Like stand-up comedians make perfect comedic actors. Um, you guys already have the like timing and I, I everything would agree. you need. <laughs> So, you know, that's perfect. If anyone needs, like, a backwoods uncle, <laughs> you know, with, like, humor. <laughs> well, they just shot a film not that long ago. Um, it was set up in Johnstown uh, that was basically about, like, backwoodsy stuff I was like talking that. to a friend of mine, and uh, I would make a great prison inmate extra. <laughs> I have uh, done method acting. Well, there you go, it. right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's just a lot of overlap there and I thought it would be a really good place. And a lot of the other groups too, they tell you like, they're very strict about, you know, well, you have to advertise only paid, um, opportunities mm -hmm. and it can only be for this group and, you know, you can't ask questions in here. And I just think like there needs to be a place for people who are learning and, um, who want to make connections to be able to reach out and talk to each other about what's going I on. I want to say, I, I think there's opportunities uh, for people that are advertised but are unpaid are very important. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're willing to submit yourself and, and show your craft, show what you can do. I've had more opportunities come from things I've done for free yeah. than I've ever had from paid opportunities so far. Yeah. Well, and it, I'm not sure about like most of the other, um, I guess entertainment genres you could mm -hmm. call them but for film anyway when you're just starting out in film um you do a bunch of like unpaid roles and you get enough footage to put your reel together and you know basically you can put your reel together you know three times faster than if you were only doing paid work i imagine that is a rough industry to be in and extremely competitive <laughs> Um, I know stand-up, you know, there's a little bit of competition, but there's more stages for everybody. Mm -hmm. In uh, acting, it seems like there's so many instances where you're competing specifically for a certain role. It just seems like that would be such a cutthroat industry to be in. Yeah, it can be. And I don't 
like that it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's kind of what pain is about, is changing that um, perspective. Because when you audition for a part, either you're right for the role or you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're not really competing against the other actors. Um, Really, you're competing for the director and the producer and whoever's casting you. So... You can think of it as competing against all these other actors, but that just gets you down. You know, really, you just have to go in and give your best performance and hope that that's what that director wanted. That's great advice. So that's great advice <laughs> because uh, that that type of thinking can turn someone toxic. Yeah. You know, you don't want that. So after you created uh, Pain on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, you started having mixers. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. I underestimated how much Pittsburgh wanted an organization like Payne. Um, so I added nine people to the group when I made it. I looked away for an hour, and when I came back, there were 150. Okay, that's quick growth. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, okay, well, you know, people really are, like, out there sharing this. They're doing a lot. You know, let's have a mixer. Um, it is an online mixer and everything but you know nothing is quite the same as in person so you you've had a few in person ones yeah yeah um i actually was at uh the one i you have uh a little meeting Mm -hmm. you know where we can all at a bar have a drink and discuss each other and you actually uh organize the stand-up show that we were able to showcase our art because and you know what? I appreciate that because it's easy as a, an actor mm-hmm. or a model to pull up on their phone. Hey, this is what I've been in. This is my, my IBMD, yeah. I, whatever the <laughs> acronym list is. Or these are some of my modeling photos. As stand-up, yeah, you can see a clip, but they were actually able to see us perform live yeah. and do what we enjoy doing the most. Yeah. And that was that was a great opportunity. I just wanted to personally thank yeah. you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, that's what it's for. Is and, and there's something we haven't touched on yet as far as uh, the industry networking. Um, there's also people you meet there that aren't just actors or, or performing. Uh, I met some great videographers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people with behind-the-scenes um, skills that are looking to branch out to, you know, graphic designers. So if you're interested in anything, it's a phenomenal place to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, it's in the works. I've been uh, meaning to reach out to the graphic designers in the group and ask them um, to draw up a better logo for pain. Okay. I mean, I just made it myself on like word art or something. No, we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, I'm I'm no graphic designer. This so. is a uh, <laughs> this is a do-it-yourself operation. Yeah, By yeah. the way, uh, we have T-shirts for sale. Get you some merch. The link is up on the Facebook page. If you're interested, we have uh, gray, purple, various blues, <laughs> and face masks. Face masks. Yeah, face masks. Ooh. You got to adapt with the times. Yeah. My face mask. Uh, it shipped out the other day, so. <laughs> By uh, next week, I should have it. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, what better advertising is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly. Walking, walking billboard. That's the first thing you look at, too. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying awesome. to place stickers up. Everything I can do to get yeah. this out there, because this is my baby. Yeah. You know, but I'm doing it on my own. It's mm-hmm. all my grind. So I'm I'm going with... What I know. Hey, Feet I, to the pavement. I understand, for sure. Now, uh, <laughs> we spoke a little bit before the show. You said you have an uh, exclusive announcement. I do. Uh, folks, you've heard it here first 
On the Inquisitive Minds podcast, we have an exclusive announcement. Take it away. That's right. So Payne um, was kind of in phase one this whole time. And phase one was just sort of building the connections I need and the base of, of people. But I realized a while ago that um, it's just entertainers, which is great and everything. But I want to branch out um, you can't entertain, you can't perform if you don't have an audience to perform to. It's very true. So I've been meaning to reach out to like the average Pittsburgh citizen and kind of get them involved in the group just so they can see what's out there and hear about the shows. It's and great exposure for the art community. Yeah. So that's been the plan. And I've been thinking about how to kind of do that. And I had plans in mind before this whole quarantine, um, but, you know, COVID rolled around and just sort of, you know, threw all my plans out the window. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out what to do this entire time. Um, and, you know, there's no denying the all the entertainment industries were hurting. I mean, most of our venues were closed for a while because mm -hmm. a lot of us perform at bars and things like that. The film industry isn't filming. Um, I mean, it just got back on its feet. So, you know. The film industry uh, it was reduced <laughs> to TikTok. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I know a lot of Pittsburgh is hurting right now. So I want to launch an initiative called Pain Gives Back. Pain Gives Back. Yes. And um, we're going to do a whole bunch of small projects around the city. So, you know, if anybody has ideas, um, just small things that need done, you know, maybe like a park cleanup or, you know, anything like that. They're welcome to reach out. Um, now, um, do you have an email address or what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, the best way is definitely uh, via the Facebook group. That's the Pennsylvania Entertainment Industry Network Facebook group. Pittsburgh Entertainment, actually. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I've said it in my head on the car ride here, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh, about 50 times, and I knew I was going to fuck it up. <laughs> it's the Pittsburgh Entertainment Industry Networking Facebook group. Yes. Check that out. Uh, it's called Pain Gives Back. She's looking for ideas. If you want to reach out to the podcast, by all means, I would send it on the information to her. And I've told you as well, um, if you have a project where you need some volunteer work, let me know. Sounds good. I have no problem being there. There is also an email if people want to reach out. It's P-E-I-N dot P-G-H at Gmail. So if they have an idea, they're welcome to reach out there. But um, the very exclusive announcement that I've got for oh you Oh, boy. Here, I'm excited now. So um, what I wanted to do was sort of a restaurant giveaway. And the idea was um, to give everybody a free shot, um, but also to draw in business for the restaurant that's, mm -hmm. that's helping me out. So I partnered with Antonio's Pizzeria in Brookline. Okay. And... Um, Starting the promotion is going to start on August fifteenth. Okay, everybody gets one free entry. You just have to um, call the restaurant or show up or whatever. You get one free entry with, with when you place an order. Um, no, just just, oh, just one in general. Just call or show up to enter. Mm -hmm. No purchase necessary. Yes. Okay. Everybody gets one entry like and that. And you said this is Anthony's Pizzeria. Antonio's. Pizzeria. Antonio's Pizzeria yes, in, in Brookline. Brookline. Okay. Yeah. Um, there will be details on the, the page and everything, and I'll send you a link that you okay. can put on the podcast. I'll, I'll share it up there. Um, but so everybody gets one free entry like that, and then every purchase that's over $5 total gets you one more entry. 
And on September 15th, we're going to raffle away um, five $20 gift cards. So. Now, b let's let's rewind for a second. Um, sure. Pretend you didn't say what you were going to raffle away. Oh, okay. Because uh, I've always wanted to say this phrase. Let's tell the people what they'll win. <laughs> well, if the people are lucky, they'll win one of five $20 gift cards. And that's to the restaurant? To Antonio's. To Antonio's. Yes. And okay. so right now, this is all being funded out of my pocket. Um, Respect. But, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but uh, I have some ideas in the works for money makers. And the goal is not to, like, you know, drain the group of resources or mm -hmm. anything. But it'll be, you know cheap things for them um that put a little bit of cash towards these projects well, as an example um i was at uh one of your events and you guys have raffles mm -hmm. you know there's ways to that we generate money that, and you generate money for the group that doesn't necessarily um take advantage of someone and that's what yeah. i like it's like uh honest honest funding yeah and that's actually speaking of raffles that's something i have in the works um I a, a fire hall in my hometown does it. They use Square Site to raffle off items. I will uh, say this right now, mm -hmm. so you can hold me to it. Oh, when there is a raffle, uh, okay. one of the things they can win will be a basic detail for me. Oh, so okay, you can throw that in there, and hopefully that generates That's someone. Awesome. Energy. Yeah. Um, do you want to mention to the listeners that you're starting this? Oh, everyone that's been paying <laughs> attention. Um, we're about two weeks away now from opening, uh, opening Tenacious Detail. Um, just that's a detail. Awesome name. <laughs> uh, I'll be doing. You know, I, well, I feel like I look like the combination of both members. <laughs> so I went with that, you know. And basic story, I started out at a car wash, you know, and uh, last, I don't know, year and a half, I've been uh, the detail man for Audi. I've been working with foreign and luxury cars. Okay. And if I can do it for them, why can't I do it for myself? You know, you want your car done right, come to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, one of those will be entered in. So you can uh, enter her raffle when it comes up. There'll be more information. And I'll share it on the Inquisitive Minds podcast page. One of the things you can win is a basic detail from Tenacious Detail. Well, that's really awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, Anything I can do to give back, you know, as I can. Yeah. And that's something I can do to try and help. Yeah. Um, now, moving on to something more uh, akin to what I normally talk about <laughs> on here. You mentioned witchcraft. I did. Um, specifically, you said you were a baby witch. Yeah. And before I even want an explanation <laughs> to that... Can you tell me a little bit more about your specific brand of witchcraft and how you come to find it? Um, I kind of can't because I haven't totally found it yet. Okay. Okay. Um, Can you tell me about your, your the journey you're on yeah. towards witchcraft? So basically, um, you know, I tried for years to be a good Christian and I did the church thing and I did the Bible thing and I just couldn't vibe with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I gave it my best shot and everything, but it just seemed sort of like, um, you know, cosmically like, okay, God has this plan for you. Um, so everything good that happens is because of him, but everything bad that happens is also because he decided that, you know, you needed it for like character development and mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people can like, 
be good with that. It's a bit of a paradox if you have free will, yet at the same time, God has a plan. Yeah. And it's it's very complex. Yeah. And there was just a lot about it that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. And then, you know, I tried other things. Um, I was uh, Messianic Jewish briefly. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I was, yeah. Okay. How did that uh, go? Well, I did the whole, like, you know... Uh, Shabbat and and all that stuff. Now, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm way off. And I mean, no offense to the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a religion where like women are, are are more docile and and like I don't want to say secondhand citizens, but you know the like the gender roles, yeah. like well. I think probably in like extreme circles, okay. yes, but extreme Christianity is like that too. That's very true. I, I mean, it's it's hard to like apply that as a blanket statement. You know what I okay. mean? Okay, that's very fair. Um, the the people that I was learning from weren't like that. Okay, you know, but um, I'm sure some groups were. You know, but <laughs> that was the first thought that came to mind. And I just was curious because I don't think that would have been a good mold for you. I don't yeah. see someone telling you to, look, go be obedient in the corner. I don't see that working. And I wondered if that was the reason. <laughs> nope, that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, well, no. I mean, yes and no. Because it, it, it is sort of just the whole idea that there's some man up there in the sky with this idea for me of how... I should live my life and this whole plan that's going to happen to me no matter what I do, but somehow I still have free will. It just it couldn't click for me. It just wasn't, I, I couldn't vibe with it. I can, I can understand that. <laughs> um, and then I started looking into witchcraft. Um, just like I watched the TV show Supernatural. Okay. And, you know, like Lucifer and all that stuff and all the TV shows I watch like mention it whatever um like the the chilling adventures of Sabrina's like a big oh, okay. one that's you know okay so i kind of thought you know what maybe i'll give it a shot and i actually really like it because witchcraft it's about um sort of you find your power from you and okay. the forces around you nature and it's all about your choice your deity that you choose to pray to first of all you choose um, now where does one go to uh pursue this type of information google mostly okay <laughs> okay the church uh, of google yeah I, I dig it yeah so i went to google oh. and <laughs> holy google yeah <laughs> Uh, and if we look on the sermon today, search for <laughs> results. It's at page four. Um, there is a good blog that I follow, um, Pathios. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's P-A-T-H-E-O-S. Okay. And um, John Beckett or something writes it. Uh, I don't pay too much attention to who writes it, but I like the content. <laughs> now, most people, when they hear witchcraft, they automatically... Um, get iconography of you know the green face and the hair and the cauldron eye of newt and all that and even more so beyond that even when you get to a realistic witch it's looked as a a woman uh you know causing mischief and spells and whatnot yeah um you want to dispel some of those rumors yeah. or or tell the truth and be like yeah we're badass we'll eat your kids <laughs> I mean, both of those statements are Okay. Right. You it's... heard it here, folks. The satanic panic died down in the 90s. It is back. Um, it really is. It's just your choice. Like, witchcraft just says, like, there is no grand plan. There's fate and there's destiny. And... I'm just going to... 
She's really painting it as we could eat your kids. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. All right. I mean, I'm sure that they could. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's dark magic out there and stuff. I don't really even want to look into that kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm still learning. Um, but that's not really something I want to play with. <laughs> I, uh, I have, uh, obviously, <laughs> this show, I have quite a fascination with all those topics. Yeah. Um, especially like dark magic. <laughs> not that I want to practice it. Yeah. But it's something I'd like to learn more about. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the people I talk to that are in into witchcraft, mm-hmm. and I'll even expand it over into like Wiccan yeah. and things like that, are either either new or not head first in, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I need someone out there to tell me or introduce <laughs> me to someone who is like talking about casting spells, talking about uh, doing, doing uh, like prayer seances and things like that. I want someone to approach me that feels like uh, they have power that can threaten me. I'd really, no, and not even like uh, I dare you, but just like I want to have that conversation with someone whose wavelength uh, is there. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I follow Hecate. That's my goddess. Okay. I have, now that's interesting because I have no knowledge of her or it. Um, could you explain what Hecate is a yeah. little bit? So she is called the triple goddess. Okay. And, um, basically, she's kind of considered to be like the most powerful, and she is a dark goddess. Now, goddess of mm-hmm. over-controlling, what is her ideology? Okay. Well, so she has like um, a bunch of things that she... Uh, I guess is the goddess of but um, basically Hecate is kind of about like balance sort of Um, she's you know you have to embrace your darkness to be able to like like basically she says there's there's no darkness without light there's no okay so like a like a yin and a yang kind of type of situation I I can embrace that I've I've uh had similar discussions about that, you know, yeah. and, and it, it's kind of true. Yeah. You know, like if you just ignore something, it's going to manifest and one day you might not be able to mm-hmm. understand or, or control yourself. Yeah, exactly. And um, so when I say I'm a baby witch, I mean, I'm just learning and I pray to Hecate and everything. I have a spell book okay. uh, and there's a prayer in there that I say to her, you know, a spell book. Does that mean um, there's also things in there that you could cast to obtain certain things or change the outcome of certain things? Uh, yeah. So I have actually done one. There's like a, a wish ritual that you can do. Um, you burn bay leaves over a white candle. And, okay. Um, you you write your wish on the leaf, and the more it crackles, the more it is likely to come true. And <laughs> you got to understand, I'm not like some crazy person. I went into this thinking like, no way. <laughs> you are in, before you go on, you are in a safe space <laughs> because if you are, that is fine here. <laughs> well, so, you know, I went into this rationally though. I was like, I'm giving this a shot. I'm testing it out. We'll see what happens. So I um, had a friend at the time whose grandmother was in really poor health and he didn't think she was even going to make it through the night. And that's why I did the ritual when I did it. Through the night. Yeah. Because she was on death's door. Yeah. That was a couple of months ago, actually. And 
So I wrote on my leaf, you know, health for his grandma. And I burned the leaf, and it crackled and went up so fast that I I dropped it, actually, because it, it scared me how fast it went. And I was like, okay, well, that's proof. You know, there's no way this is going to happen. Like, obviously, his grandma, you know. She's going to die. Well, she's still alive um, oh. now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like months later. So. Well, I would call that a success. <laughs> yeah. I would call that fairly powerful, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, I'm not, like, saying that that is the reason I'm not saying it, it saved her but I <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it didn't either. exactly mm-hmm. I mean we all have to believe in something and we're never going to know what's right until at this we point die, as so. long as it makes you a more positive person or exactly. gives you a better outlook I don't care what you believe in yeah you know like I want you to believe whatever makes you become a better you that's how I feel too and that is basically what um encourage this branching out into witchcraft um it fills a hole for me because i could never um worship and have a religion the way that was expected of me and the way that people wanted from me but this way it lets me be closer to the god that i chose and i get to have the relationship that i want nothing wrong with that so like Normally, you know, people do whole rituals and they have their altars and their incense and they say all these scripted words and whatever. Um, I like to talk to Hecate when I'm in the car and so there's you're a just, full moon. So you're just out there doing crowd work with demons. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just, hey, what realm are you guys from? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> Who do you haunt for a living? What do yeah. we got here? <laughs> hey there, demons. It's me, your boy. <laughs> oh, third dimensioners. Huh? <laughs> oh, we've all spent a year there one weekend. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. no, that's fascinating. I mean, honestly. <clears throat> that's very interesting. <laughs> um, also, part of this episode... We wanted to bring up the topic of mental health. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to let you go from there, and then we'll see where we can structure this. Okay. Um, Well, yeah, actually, they do kind of fit together. Um, You know, I've struggled with depression and anxiety, and I just recently found out um, PTSD um, my entire life. Uh, So... You know, a lot of, like, branching into witchcraft, Christianity didn't fit, and, you know, witchcraft Mm -hmm. does. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now that I have that, it it does help the depression, you know, having something to rely on like that. Um, But I, like, honestly, with mental illness and everything, it's so stigmatized. Um, Just like witchcraft, you hear witch and you think, oh, that's bad, like... You know, she's going to kill me in my sleep. You hear mental illness and you think, oh, that's bad. They're crazy. They can't function in society. Okay. I would go as far to say <laughs> mental illness can help you function sometimes. Um, I can agree with that. Honestly. I can agree with that. Um, I don't often talk about my struggles with mental health. Um, some of the people closer to me know. Mm-hmm. I was uh, diagnosed recently in the process of getting my... Uh, cannabis card oh um, some of my mental illnesses were diagnosed and i have mm-hmm. uh, anxiety and depression and not to take anybody's struggle away i feel like a lot of times those are like a la carte mm-hmm. you know because we all get depressed and we all have anxiety yeah um, and they also diagnosed me with severe ptsd mm-hmm. and uh the struggles i have with that are are ridiculous yeah you know i'm honestly it's a lot of uh from my wife's passing 
Mm-hmm. There's so many times where I'm driving and boom, she's right there and my arm's dying again. And I don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I don't go to therapy. I've tried it in the past. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, well, therapy can do that. You have to be in a space where therapy is a viable option for you. And people don't want to talk about the fact that sometimes it's not. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I've gotten to a place in my life where I'm able to cope with my struggles in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been through trial and error. You know, I haven't been perfect. And there's plenty of options out there. You know, there's therapy. There's people that'll talk to you. Um, But like I just mentioned, sometimes therapy is not always right for you. And we have to understand if someone's struggling, provide them with the opportunities to let them seek out the help because pushing someone a lot of times oh. has the reverse effect and can can make it worse oh exactly exponentially uh, worse so i get panic attacks with my anxiety and i had a friend this one time who also got panic attacks with his anxiety and you know talking on the phone can trigger it sometimes mm-hmm. so if i'm feeling especially anxious i don't like to talk on the phone he called me maybe 12 times in a row um, after I had told him, like, listen, I'm feeling anxious. I can't talk on the phone right now. And a lot of times it's the people who want to pretend like they understand the most who are the pushiest and the most detrimental to it. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. Before we move on, I also just want to give out the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, for any about the, anybody out there teetering, struggling, maybe thinking about something on the edge, it is 1-800-273-8255. Um, there's always people willing to listen, mm-hmm. and uh, you only lose when you give up. Yeah. You know, don't, don't stop. Um, before we move on real quick, too, um, I just want to point out that a lot of the times, sometimes these things that you're feeling, you don't know that they're a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And until you talk to somebody and figure out that that's what's going on, it isn't going to get better. Well, as much as it's out there, so many of us were still raised with the stigma of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, you know, never wanting to admit anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. And my folks telling me, even if you talk to a doctor, you could say what you're going through, but you never say the word depressed yeah. because once they write that on your file, then you're known as depressed. Like yeah. growing up, that was drilled into my head. That was like, oh man, these people, they say the word depressed. It's over for me. Oh yeah. And I always got the, you know, oh, grin and bear it. Like, yeah. That grin was... and bear it. And you would see, I mean, there's still instances of it now, the extreme um, versions of when mental Ill- illness is left unchecked, people mm-hmm. downtown, you know, screaming, oh, yeah. losing their mind. But what we we would just say those are crazy people. But we would never look at where they started. Exactly. You know, because that no one wakes up and boom, that's them now. Yeah. You know, there's a progression, and maybe they even tried and failed. Yeah. Don't stop trying. Well, and you look at them, too, and you say, you know, oh, they're crazy people. Oh, you know, this is like their fault somehow. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever wants to look at them and say, oh, man, you know, that guy's sick. Like, Yeah. And these, that's these it, people need help. You know, a mental illness is just an illness. Last time I checked, your brain is part of your body. You're not like, ha, ah, look at that guy with cancer over there. <laughs> yeah. Look at that uh, guy with cancer. Yeah, honestly. Ah, he's fucking. Hey, <laughs> let's go see the people with AIDS. Yeah. You know, what? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah. you're having an asthma attack. Well, why don't you just like breathe? This guy can't yeah. fucking breathe. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, yeah. You could probably breathe if you want to, asshole, yeah, mooching really. off the government. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. why don't you just try thinking positive? Uh, yeah, I hate that, you know, uh, because I fight mine on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it's by forcing myself to think positive. Yeah. But when people tell me to do something naturally, I fight whatever it is they tell me. <laughs> Even if it's good for me. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so confrontational. Uh, so when when people just throw your issues to the wayside, it oh. makes it so much worse. Yeah. And mental illness can be different things for different people. My anxiety, I, that feeling when I get, when I'm overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and it, it, it triggers your usually a person's flight or fight response. Exactly. Um, and most people, they got to get out of there. The issue I struggle with is that it triggers my flight or fight response, and I don't like to flight at all. So I get real confrontational. I've mm-hmm. had to leave um, malls just because, and I'll remove myself. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm getting crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I can feel, <laughs> well, feel it when on. it's happening. Yeah. I have to remove myself from situations, and there's been times where people that I'm with, Mm-hmm. Don't understand that. Exactly. They're like, why? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll just do what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You have to understand that everyone's journey is is specific to themselves. And if they need to do something you, you don't understand with, questioning at the time they're doing it is not the right <laughs> no, fucking choice. Absolutely not. You know, I, that's one thing I don't like. It's being questioned when I'm obviously doing something with serious yeah. purpose like i've lived with this for 28 years i think i know right now this is what i need to do yes so. <laughs> absolutely Ugh. um now how does mental illness intertwine with you practicing witchcraft as well as being in the entertainment industry because i know they're all not mutually exclusive yeah so basically um i would credit Uh, the lifestyle that I'm living to my mental illnesses, actually. Um, So I've had PTSD since I was four years old. Um, I just didn't know it until I was 26, maybe. Um, (laughs) But, like, my family always just thought I was weird. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, they're not wrong. You know what? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with weird. Yeah. Nothing wrong with weird. (laughs) Well, so they just chalked it up to quirks, like, okay, you know, Marita likes to run around in the woods. So it's normal that at eight years old, she's reading survival guides just in case something weird would happen out there. Like, right on. Start me <laughs> up. So, but, you know, that's the PTSD and the hypervigilance and that need to be prepared for any possible scenario. Okay. And that um, has actually helped me a lot in the entertainment industry um, with pain and with my work as an assistant director. Um, assistant directors especially. If they're doing their job right, you won't know that they're doing their job. Um, Which is unfortunate, isn't it? Like, that's so terrible. If she's great at it, you'll never know she did it. (laughs) Basically. So their job is kind of to keep the director and the talent separate. You're like an immune system. As long as it's working great, you'll never think about it. Yeah, exactly. So my job's to keep the director and the talent separate and let them focus on the creative side of things. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so you keep so, the actors away from the director? Uh, no, no, no. To keep them like separate from the rest of the crew. Oh, oh, yeah. from the grips and all yeah. what have you. Um, well, so <laughs> I mostly do independent films, so it's usually small sets. Okay. So we don't really have like a full-size crew or whatever. But basically when they're setting up shots and all that stuff, it's my job to make sure we're running on schedule and 
to anticipate any problem that could possibly happen on a set. That's always easy to do. Yeah, which is what I do just as a habit, honestly, because of the PTSD. Okay. And it has made me so good at that job. (laughs) Um, We had a situation on the one film. um, We had this this guy in this giant teddy bear mascot costume, and he um, twisted his ankle. Oh. And we're like, oh, no. (laughs) I had a first aid kit in my car because... Why wouldn't I? I have PTSD. So, you know, I'm anticipating already every possible scenario. So, of course, I carry a a first aid kit with me. You know, we were lucky enough that um, one of the moms on set was actually an EMT. So um, she fixed between your kit and her. (laughs) You guys fixed his ankle. Yeah. Well, I think I actually wrapped it, but she supervised um, (laughs) like a legal. All those fat cat EMTs. (laughs) That's just like them in their ivory towers. Riding um, around in gold-plated ambulances. <laughs> well, this has been a while, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's how it played out, and I think that was my choice for like the legal issues. Of, oh, okay. Because she okay. was just supposed to be there as the mom, and we'll not. give her an out. Yeah. We'll give her an out. <laughs> All right, but, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. That's interesting. It's it's good to know how it's beneficial. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people that, um, and I don't want to blanket statement too much here. Yeah. But a lot of people that are. Uh, creative artists Mm -hmm. or work in the industry um do that because whatever issues they struggle with they're able Mm -hmm. to combat it with whatever performance or creating or it benefits the way they work and it's a beautiful thing and it just shows it takes all, all kinds to make the world yeah i mean it honestly does and they say like you can't create without you know pain you can't right without living you know yeah that's what they say like you have to be able to know pain to write it or portray it so um i don't think it's that unusual really that you know people in the entertainment industries um have these issues and it's just the world we're living in now compared to you know our grandfather's generations like we can talk about it now yes we have that freedom and that freedom to express it so it, I, I feel like with social media and the way the world works, it, it's mm-hmm. almost to a point where there's issues like that that would have stayed behind the scenes years ago, um, almost in old Hollywood, oh, yeah. are forced to come to the surface now because there's so much exposure. Yeah. There's so much um, light shown into a person's day-to-day life that it's easier to just be honest and say, look, I'm dealing with mental issues than to be like, oh, he's just he's just an artist. Yeah. He's just eclectic artist. Exactly. You know. Um, now, have you used your witchcraft to either um, <laughs> land some type of role or job in the entertainment industry? <laughs> um, well, so I started in the entertainment industry before I started into witchcraft. Um, so I'm I'm like three months into witchcraft. So at this when point. you make it to Hollywood, you'll be ready for the cabal already. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know I'm I'm all set. Um, but no, no, I haven't. Um, I just feel like I don't know enough about it yet, and I want to kind of like 
you know, I just found this goddess and I'm just learning how to worship her the way that I'm supposed to and the way she deserves. I don't want to be like showing up at her doorstep asking like, hey, can you give me all this cool stuff? Like, I'll appreciate <laughs> you later, you know, Hey, <laughs> promise. Look, we can talk about worship, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I need a gig right now. Yeah. Times are kind of tough. Like, I know I hate when somebody drops into my inbox and they're like, hey, what's up? So I know I don't know you, but do all this stuff for me. And then like, you know, I'll hit you up once in a while. Like, People are amazing <laughs> with, with what they'll come in your inbox and request. Right. Like just and outrageous things. You know, what bothers me is that everybody's such a comedian. <laughs> Everybody thinks they're hilarious. Yeah. It, it, and hey, I might not be hilarious either, but I'm telling you the same dad <laughs> joke in my inbox over and over again. Uh. <laughs> or the same, you know, uh, it gets old. It, it's a very, it's a very self-centered industry. Yeah. But it's nice to see in in the Pittsburgh scene that at least uh, the community is growing and starting to be uh, more welcoming to one another and to outsiders. Because yeah. I've been uh, in your environment and, and it's very welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask questions, you can learn. People are willing to teach you. And people are willing to help you. Yeah. You know, because we can all grow together. And that's what we're trying to foster with pain. Um, you know, when I first showed up on the scene, I just didn't like, you know, how hard it was to find these mixers, even to hear about them. Because, you know, you had to, like, know somebody or be in one of the groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I It just, was still like an industry from 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, it just... I wanted to change it, so I did. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. I can't say how much I love that. If you want to do uh, something, do it. If you want to change something, do it. Yeah. Well, there's so much potential here. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, actually, believe it or not. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, basically. M. Night That's, the twist. That's yeah. the twist at the end. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, me either. I don't think No I one saw right. that coming. <laughs> Um, But so he's a big proponent of uh, professional film in the state of Pennsylvania, but especially in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Pafia. It's I have not heard of Pafia. uh, It's Pennsylvania Film Industry Association. Um, I'm a member of of their organization. So I get the newsletters and all that stuff. But M. Night Shyamalan is um, arguing like he's taking it to the Senate and everything to get a tax credit cap removed here. Okay. He says that if Pittsburgh would remove that uh, cap, that Pittsburgh would be the next Hollywood. Well, I was watching a documentary years ago um, mm-hmm. about the filming of the silence of the lambs. Okay. Uh, Cause part of it was filmed in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and they were just noting on how Pittsburgh is, has the quality of being able to look like any city. Yeah. Almost that they wanted to, you well, know, and there's been a lot of big films through here. Yeah. Uh, the ba- some of the Batman movies, mm-hmm. um, inspector gadget. It was that Russell Clo- Crow flick three days. Or uh, the next three yeah, days, yeah. or escape. Some bullshit about escaping out of Allegheny <laughs> County Jail. If you've ever been there, it's hard to escape. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. I've thought about it. There's there's a reasonable way, but it's not worth it yeah. unless you're getting sentenced big. I mean, I feel you. <laughs> um, so let, let me ask you, do you have any projects that you have, films that you have worked on that you want to plug? You said you mentioned uh, Netflix and some other things. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So I put in a couple of days on the, the Jason Momoa film that just shot here, um, Sweet Girl. They, okay. they did a helicopter chase scene downtown, and um, I got to like be a PA for a couple of days for oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> 
you know, that was cool and everything. My job was basically just to tell people, sorry, you can't use this sidewalk. We're filming here. But that sounds like a great, you gig. know, yeah, I would be perfect for that. <laughs> um, well, it would have been nice. Can't use the sidewalk, folks. <laughs> I mean, it was about 14 hours in freezing cold weather and we did it two nights in a row. But was that at the Pirate Stadium? Um, yeah, the the bridges over okay, there. Yeah, I yeah. remember you posting about yeah, that. Yeah, so, um, but, so there was that. Um, I missed being on set, so I was briefly an extra on the Kristen Stewart film that filmed here. Um, She's uh, a real energetic actress. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember the name of she it. She really puts her all in <laughs> everything she performs with. Oh, it? you know, I, I walk down that street like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, before I uh, before I wrap this up a little bit, sure. uh, juicy gossip oh. for the uh, or not even gossip. That's the wrong spill way. Spill that tea, I don't please. Know, I don't have any tea to spill. Uh, but just like the entertainment tonight section, oh. uh, where I fangirl out. Um, have you met any famous actors? Have I met any famous actors? Uh, yes, actually. Um, so the big film that I worked on, the Amazon film, um, I was the actor's assistant. And what was the title of that? Uh, that one's called I'm Your Woman. I'm Your Woman, um, okay. It comes out hopefully in 2021. It's in post right now. So Rachel Brosnahan was on it. She stars in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Um, so that's, for the people that don't know, that's an Amazon series that I think they're four seasons in, maybe five, but mm -hmm. it they've won awards and all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. So that was really cool. She was super sweet. Um, she, she follows this Instagram page called The Blue Boys, and it's these two pit bulls in, um, like, pajamas and stuff. That's cute. <laughs> My uh, producer, Todd, has a... Uh, a bulldog, and he's getting married next week, oh, and he bought it a little T-shirt with a tuxedo on the front of it. Oh. Yeah, it's the cutest little thing. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she was on it. She starred. And then the next um, actress was Marsha Stephanie Blake. Okay. Um, uh, or I'm sorry, she was third build, actually. The um, second build cast is Arinze Kenne. He is a London theater actor, um, and... London theater is like Hollywood is to movies. That's like the big time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the people that I worked with on the set were saying like, Arinze is going to be the next big thing here. Uh, like the next big movie star. And I could see it. He's incredible. And also, Super fine. Now that I'm not working with him, oh. I can say oh, that. Oh, now we are spilling tea. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, my God. It, it was so bad. Great timing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. Okay. And what but, was his name again? Um, Arenze Kenne. Arenze Kenne? Yeah. Hey, Arenze Kenne, <laughs> if you're out there, holla. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so <laughs> working with him, the, the day they made me his assistant, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do something stupid. He's too attractive. Like, I can't be around that attractive a man for that long and not do something dumb. I know it. I didn't. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, it was a different actor that I did the dumb thing with. Um, <laughs> now that you've said that, I'm curious. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was um, he's an actor from. Orange is the New Black, okay. which uh, Marsha Stephanie Blake actually acted on that, too. Um, they had opposing scenes, though, so I guess they never met. Who was the uh, actor, if you don't mind? Oh, honestly, <laughs> I think I repressed his name at this point, okay. but he played Officer Donuts. Um, okay. So he, the the one that um, like has the thing going with Pennsylvania. 
And okay, okay, yeah. okay. I know which one you're talking about. All right. And I was so excited to meet him because I loved his character. And I met him. I was like, okay, all right. I can be cool. No problem. And they were like, Marita, you know, go go tell him that um, the producer needs this or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I went over to his trailer and I knocked on the door. He's like, come in. And <laughs> I, I'm opening the door. Um Meanwhile, this is a 70s period piece. Okay. And I hadn't seen him in his costume yet. <laughs> and I'm opening the door and I, I'm, you know, oh, hey, I just wanted to let you know Bart said, and he was standing there and I stopped in the middle of my sentence and my brain, everything just shut off. My brain quit working and I was just staring at him and he kind of like raised an eyebrow and I realized what I was doing and I was just like, Anyway, Bart says that, and whatever, <laughs> he laughed. He knew exactly what happened, and he was flattered. You know? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but I walked away. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> And with him, too, I always suspected it would be a Rinse, but no. Nope. But that was the only one, so I was like, okay, at least I got it out of the way with the guy that's only here for a couple of days rather than, you know, being awkward for the entire shoot. <laughs> I was a uh, cab driver for a couple of years, <laughs> and I had uh, Danny Bonaducci in the backseat. Oh. But that's as far as that goes. Well, Very I mean, short ride. It still counts, uh, right? Sounded exactly the way he sounds. Yeah. If that's anything for you. <laughs> Um, so tell me, where can the people find you? You want to plug your uh, your your networking group as well as maybe uh, social media accounts? Sure. Um, so uh, Pain is on Facebook. It's um, just you just search Pittsburgh Entertainment Industry Networking or probably P E I N. You could just search that, um, or anything that you search like Pittsburgh filmmaking, Pittsburgh movies, whatever. Pain is somewhere in that list. So you just have to know what you're looking for, and you'll find it. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's not really on Instagram yet. Um, I was thinking about switching, you know, branching out to Instagram and Twitter and everything, but I'm actually really bad at <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter. Um, I am like an old man. Uh, I can't, yeah. I can't get it. I don't, whatever. Well, I'll hire somebody one day. They all just seem like downgraded Facebook to me. Like from what I understand, Twitter is, is popping. Twitter's nuts. I just can't yeah. figure it out. Well, it just seems like status updates that you talk yeah. to each other with. I'm like, what's the point? I can do that on Facebook. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, get it myself, but that's why I'm not successful with it either. Yeah, that's what about our Facebook here. links? Um, you're an actress, but also behind the scenes, where can they find you to potentially hook up to maybe find some work with you? Oh, uh, well, so I'm on Facebook, just Marita Sarver, my name. Um, I do have an acting page on there, okay. so Marita Sarver dash actress. Um, and you have uh, examples of your work on there, maybe a film reel or headshots? Or? <sighs> um, <laughs> well, since I am so new to this um, and Corona hit in the middle of mm -hmm. all of this, I have a couple of headshots up on there, but literally everything else I've done. I still have your business card. Do you? Where you have uh, you standing there in jeans and then like three three <laughs> yeah. other headshots of you. Uh, so yeah, you know what? We're all new to stuff. Yeah. You know, we're learning as we grow, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You so. know, um, I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I also want to say, um, tune in next week, next episode. 
where uh, it's Brittany Alexis is the guest. I love her. She's a great guest, great person. And we start our Mysterious People series, and we're talking about the man from Tarod. It was already pre-recorded because Todd's getting married next week. Um, Again, another congratulations to him. (laughs) Um, You can find us at facebook.com slash inquisitive minds. Um, We are also everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Stitcher, whatever it is. Look us up. Listen. You like us? Leave a review. If not, don't. I'm Johnny Smith. You can catch me at Facebook.com slash John. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming in. And I hope you tune in next week. Sounds good.